Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's food editor, Stephanie March, and local foodie from Stephanie's Dish, Stephanie Hansen, No Food. It's all about food, fun, food, frivolity, and food. Talking about everything happening at the Minnesota State Fair, it's podcast on a stick. Here's the Stephanie's. On a stick, I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are here, and it is day 11. Day 11, September 1st. Happy day 11 of the Minnesota State Fair. Happy day 11. I mean, my God. So it, this is the final Sunday of the State Fair. This is one of the last two of the last two days of the State Fair. And quite honestly, it doesn't mean that it's any gotten any slower or get, gotten any less exciting. No, not at all. And the weather has held. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it was yesterday was kind of a nice break from the sunshine. I'm I'm okay with that. I think people actually like it. I do too. I think that's kind of a nice deal. I know it's uh it's good for walking, it's good for eating, it's good for hanging out. Um here's what I need you to know about today. Okay. Today is Indigenous Food Lab Day at Dan Patch Park. Oh cool, what the does that mean? The, the sous, sous chef, chef Sean, Sean Sherman? Sherman is here. But so he's got brought a whole bunch of other people in to the park. And they're going to be doing food demos and cooking demos all day. They're going to be talking about indigenous plants grown in North America and how you can use them for culinary things, for medicinal things, for all sorts of... I mean, it's going to be a really cool day. They're going to break down. They're going to do butchering demonstrations. They're going to do all sorts of stuff in Dan Patch Park. That is really cool. I'm glad that they're giving a whole day to that. Yeah. And it's... I mean, they've got... uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you can, try to stop by a couple times because there'll be so many different people doing different things and talking about there's an Ashinabe uh, cooking, like, of the actual native Ashinabe tribe's cuisine um, demonstration. Cool. And so I think that'll be really fun. It should be really fun. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have on deck? Who's so, on the grandstand tonight? So tonight in the grandstand is the culmination of 10 or 11 days of contest because in the oh, grandstand tonight the amateur talent. is the amateur talent contest. The finals. Now let's talk about this. Twenty thousand dollars is the prize. That and you is get a all lot. this stuff from Jack's Pizza. And I gotta tell you what I love about it, it's a free ticket. You can just walk in. You don't even need a ticket. That's cool. Just show up. And the grandstand, they could use the support for people to come in there, clap, watch them. Yeah. Because they all audition at the band shell. Well, and they've then, been every night. That's right. Every night of the week, they've been doing, you know, they've been having, you know, uh, preliminaries, if you will. And now they've got the finals, and it'll be down to a few. And I wonder who's going to make the cut. I wonder who is, who's, you know, going to be good enough. Will it be, because this is a talent contest. It's so hard to. Is it singing? Is it tap dancing? Yeah, have you is ever it watched it? No, I've never watched okay, it. Okay, so it's hard to, it's, it's great to watch it, but it's like, how do you evaluate the guy that does a stupid pet trick next to the, you know, eight-year-old kid that sings Amazing Grace and is wonderful. Yeah. Like, it's hard to I know. find a way to have the great equalizer. I'm Another, really glad I'm not a judge. Yeah, like a comedian that's super funny, but is that like the same level of talent and skill as someone who gets up and maybe does a dance performance? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I guess it's whatever somebody makes you feel something. Either pure joy or they make you feel awe. Or they make you feel wonder. I think that that's probably how they have to judge it. It's like the original America's Got Talent. Yeah. Um, so that's at the Grandstand tonight. I think it's at 730 is when it starts. Again, you don't need a ticket. Just walk up. Go grab a seat Love and hang it. out. Um, Surly Brewing is at the Cambria Kitchen today. So that's going to be fun. They're going to do really a lot fun. of beer-flavored meats. 
cooking with beer and talking about that. That's going to be great. German Shepherds are up at the Pet Pavilion. Okay, how do you feel about German Shepherds? People have them. such strong feelings because they're the police dogs. I Not that because they're police dogs, just because they're German. No, but because, oh, well, that <laughs> makes sense. Stephanie's a good German. But people have big feelings about, people have big feelings about German Shepherds just in general because yeah. they're used as police dogs. So some people are afraid yeah, of no, them. But I mean, the one dog that ever that tried to bite me was a German Shepherd. Then and I just but I don't I don't know I also think that they're I've known enough that are so sweet and that I kind of love them and that's what's great about the state fair though right is you can break down any fear or misconceptions or talk to people about certain breeds right of dogs yes. yeah yeah and get just a <laughs> like sense any of, fears really <laughs> we can break down any fears well let's start breaking down my fear of the bungee jumping yeah. my fear of any spinning rides no I, we can't break down all I the don't fears. have a fear of spinning rides I just know that they make me puke the gravitron so, like, yeah no. no thank you no thank you hard pass why does why when you're like a 40 year old woman do those rides stop being appealing to you I think you just I think you're like whole our center of balance yeah. just changes I and, do and I think that the minute you start spinning like I, well and for me personally I have dizzy things but let's not get into our peccadillos <laughs> Nobody cares. Our peccadillos. Let's not. Um, what I'm going to tell you that the speed drill horse competition continues today. So if you got didn't get to see it yesterday, and we're talking about those horses that go so fast around, and they go barrel jumping, they do the figure eights. I just think that that's like, if you're going to go cop a squat in the Coliseum, this is one of those good ones to watch. Can we talk about that swine thing that you eat in the Coliseum that's on a in a cone? Spuds and swine. We had it last year. It's like the pork belly that's got like a barbecue glaze on it. And then it's in a cone on top of like potato chips. Do you remember that last year? I don't. I don't. Oh, it was really good. I don't. Warner Coliseum is where you can find that. Okay, good. Um, Guess what's happening up at the Craft Brewers Guild today? I think this is a really great panel. Women in beer. Oh. A really great panel discussion. Who's going to be on it? A lot of people who are going to be on it who I couldn't tell you at this moment. Okay, I hope the ladies from Urban Growler because they're so great. Well, I think they've been on a lot of things. They've already been on a panel for um, for NPR, I think. Nice. Um, but I think that there's a lot of women, you know, in beer that are doing interesting things on all levels, in sales and in, in brewing and in management and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's great. That's going to be interesting to hear about that, I think, how they all answer differently because they're all in different aspects of it. Um, it's also, you guys, the last day... To catch the 4-H musical. Oh, we and have we to be did able watch to catch it. That. It was so fun. Looking Up is what it's called, and it happens a couple times during the day. But this is one of those moments where it's like, dude, you if you don't catch it today, the that's going to be singing, the it. dancing, the set design, the right costumes, on. all put together by those sweet little 4-Hers. I come away from the fair every year with such a tremendous amount of respect for the people that do 4-H. I know. I know. You kind of wonder how on earth you missed it. And they do so much. Like, it's arts. It's agriculture. It's just being a good human. It's community. It's patriotism. It's so many things that I really just appreciate that they are out here the costume design, the cooking competitions. I mean, they just do so many things. Yeah. Yeah. I know it is. It's really, it's kind of insane. Um, let's talk about some of the music that you can see today. Uh, first of all, the University of Minnesota Alumni Marching Band is here today. Oh, I love a good marching band. Oh, my band. God. But the U of M, <laughs> their marching band is like, you know, and it's the alumni version. And they're, it's just, I think it's a really great, they have a put together program, that's for sure. They're going to be here performing twice on the outdoor stage by the U of M building. Okay, fun. Yeah. 
Um, here's one that I kind of loved. I put this into the Daily Picks, which you can find at mspmag.com slash statefair. Uh, Matt's Family Jam. It's a live five-piece band that's a family. And they are basically, if you have any kind of squad goals of having your kids be musical <laughs> and making them be the basically the Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family, Matt's Family Jam is kind of fun and crazy. I love the name of it. We are right now outside of the grandstand, outside of the, um, what is the name of that? The speakeasy. Yeah, well, we're on the veranda. It's called the veranda, and it's the hideaway speakeasy inside. Okay, I want a couple more musical things i got to tell you about. The Galactic Cowboy Orchestra. Oh, that's fun. Is playing have out you of seen Shell that Stage. before? I have not seen that. It's really I, fun. I want to stay for that. Yeah, they it's really fun. They sound so exciting. Here's one that I think is kind of sweet. The Vocal Essence Singers of, the, of This Age. 17-member youth choir, and they write, sing, dance, and write their own raps. And the, but they also sing and dance. They write all their own music. Um, and they're from 17 different schools. So oh, cool. all, they all just kind of audition to be a part of this choir and they get to perform in, uh, I think they're at the Bazaar stage today. Um, and then this one is a one that I really want to get to. Tom Mason and the Blue Buccaneers. It's a pirate band. <laughs> it's like, okay, Tom Mason, that's not sounding awesome, but and then the you got to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers and on the Bazaar stage, they are rousing rave ups. That's what they talk about them. Raucous, rowdy, rousing, rave ups. Okay, we like rave ups and we like raucous and we like rowdy and we like pirates. Tom Petty, the tribute, Free Fallen, the tribute to Tom Petty is on uh, the Bazaar stage tonight. That's super fun, too. And if you're not going to go see uh, Jaden James and The Hunger, the local songstress who's at the Shell stage, then you're probably also going to go see Dessa, who is oh, yeah. performing at Liney Lodge. She will also be, by the way, at the Hamlet Dining Hall at 2 p.m. serving up her ice cream. She's going to be there with her crew serving up ice cream. We talked about her ice cream earlier in the week. It's Dessa's, uh, Dessa's Night Drive. Yeah. And it is a cardamom, coffee, toffee bits, it's chocolate delicious. covered fact, espresso. I can't believe I haven't had I it I just again. said espresso, Stephanie. Oh, God. You're so I try lucky not I to, you. and then every time I try not to, really I end up saying it. You're really lucky I didn't hear you. Uh, it's really good ice cream, and you can find that at the Hamlin Dining Hall being scooped up exclusively here for Izzy's ice cream. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it, and I really thought, I can't believe I haven't gotten it again. I'm kind of thinking I might go get some ham loaf today. Like, maybe I close out the fair with a plate of ham loaf. A uh, plate of ham loaf sounds just fine. Maybe I'll get that for the kid. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Just a big old thing. That wouldn't be bad. Have you had some of the drinks? Because we're just, we're sitting outside on the veranda. Have you had some of the drinks at the Hideaway Speakeasy? Yeah. Because I mean, there's a lot of elderflower them. wine being yeah. poured over there. It's a little, it's too sweet for me. They sugar it up a little bit for me, but that's, I mean, I get it that I'm not everybody, and I kind of believe that if you love a Prosecco and maybe you're high on the Gewurztraminer or you love the Rieslings that are very sweet, I think that you would be, you would enjoy this, and it's a nice break from beer, I'll tell you that. And they have like a little dainty plastic cup that has cotton candy in it, and then they pour the wine over it. Yeah, and that's, that's, it's fun. It's fun. It's what is, I will, I gotta tell you that the cotton candy beer that they have, it's actually a beer that I enjoy. I'm it surprised. I know. It wasn't because it's not overly sticky. It's just kind of a hint. Most of those sweet candy beers, I just want a hint. I don't really want it to be a full right. cotton candy experience. Um, but uh, some of their food was a little too sweet for me, too. So, But I get it. They're trying to do something different, and I applaud them for that. I do. Because we can't keep having the same foods. You have to try to give different experiences. Yep. And the veranda area that we're sitting is real lovely. There's hanging baskets, hanging plants. It's really nice. We're yeah. right outside of Exhibit Hall. 
of the grandstand on the second level. Yeah, it's a sweet moment at the fair, and it allows there's some high top tables where you can kind of stop, and and then you can go back in and you can shop your Adam Terman, you can get your iBobs, you can do all sorts of stuff in there. All right, so we are going to bring you to the Crop Art Building because we did that a little bit earlier today, and then we're going to end with our State Fair story of a really sweet family over at the ballpark giving us their their food list and how they picked what they're going to eat today out at the state fair for your state fair story we are in the crop art building where wow there's a huge line of people coming in to see the crop art there's i mean it's what i love every year about the crop art is that it sort of shows a little bit of a uh, example of the way that people are feeling outside of the city maybe in the in the in the agricultural areas that you may not expect it does tend to break some stereotypes that I think a lot of people think. And I also think I love the political messages. It's like for some reason crop art, the seed art like displays have become quite political. Well, we are in kind of a strange political time. We have a, I'll just say a divisive president and some people on the farms with the tariffs have not been faring so well. Others have said it's long in coming. So there's really strong feelings probably on both sides. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I, for more than anything, I just think that it shows people's feelings. And I think that it shows uh, the way that they want to express themselves through art. And, you know, of course, we think of artists and, and, and how they express themselves, but it's rare to see it in, made with seeds. And that's something that it draws people every year. Seed art is a very big draw. People want to be a part of it. Very popular at the State Fair. You know what else you can find in this building? you can actually see grains from the 1920s. Now, I don't know why that seems important to me, but because I think it feels like they would look different than the grains of today because of how much we have modified certain crops. Yeah, I mean, I this is part of that idea that it's hard to understand about what uh, things are grown today and how they're grown and why they're grown and the way that they're rotated through. Um, but it's also... It's hard because, like, right here, there's not a lot of information. Not a context. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and you don't understand. Like, you, there's corn facts all over this place, which is great. Um, you know, about, like, how each ear of corn has an even number of rows and kernels. And those are fun things. But I think I would like, given the fact that the seed art tends to be a little bit more in-depth and, you know, even political and, and stuff, I don't know. I guess I would like to see some information more about things. But I know that that's also not necessarily this place. This is this is the FFA and the crop show. So maybe that's something that goes on later at another. It's happening in different places. It's not here. The corn show has been happening since 1910. So that is a long time. We're over a 100-year tradition of the corn show. All right, so when we come in and we're looking, I right away got a peek at the Hello Corn Seed Art. It's actually Seed and Beans of Lionel Richie, who's going to be playing in the grandstand. There's a lot of impact of music. Did you see the Lizzo seed art, Stephanie? Yeah, I did. I, I mean, all of it. It's like there's so much good. There's Fancy Ray. You know, there's an Ope. There's a lot of Green Belt beer signs. There's fun things. It's just pretty great. Would you, like, I don't know. Would Okay, some of these are just seriously ornate crop art. And they're all different levels, some more beginner, some more advanced. Could you ever see making art with seeds? Well, sure. I mean, it's just a medium. I mean, the thing is, though, it it is a lot harder than it looks. I know a lot of people think that all they're doing is sort of arranging things. But, you know, they often have a crop art uh, artist on hand at the very beginning of the line who then does, you know, who kind of shows how it is. But it really is a visual thing that you are trying to create. And 
taking these small bits of grains and seeds and and really making something from it that is that is imagined and it's and it's something constructed and it's kind of beautiful and you add the texture to it and the layers of it this is uh seed art that has been happening again here since 1910 frida kahlo <laughs> did you see the one with the cat with the laser eyes yeah that one's pretty good all right so you can find all of these things including the ope sign there's an ilhan omar there's quite a bit of prints represented here we are at the crop art that is in the ag hort building so make sure to come by this is stephanie hansen and i am here for podcast on a stick and we are live at the ballpark and i happen to overhear my neighbors sitting at the table next to me dan and doug and they were planning their food itinerary and i just was very curious about how it was they put it together so dan Tell me how it is that you decided what you were going to do and where you were going to go today. Yeah, usually we do our personal favorites right away. So the cheese curds, we, we love the gizmo. And then we I look love at, the gizmo too. Oh, fantastic. There's never a line because of where it's located. It's great. So we, that's the first thing we usually do is the gizmo. And then we rely upon Andrew Zimmern's recommendations. We look at the Star Tribune, what, what are their favorites, and also recommendations from our family and friends. And then we compile a list of savory and sweet and then as the day goes on we, the, the list dwindles just depending on how hungry we are okay so the list dwindles because you've already had some things oh, yes. okay Doug you have a different are you going with whatever Dan wants or what are your faves no I'd say we've been going how many years probably yeah so 20 plus years and so we built kind of a, a set staple of food items and actually a sequence in which we go through so we have to determine each year, you know, what if anything are we going to add, and and so we have maybe five or so we test out and uh, kind of build on our original list. What are your original staples? Well, it's as Dan said, it's the gizmo, uh, cheese curds, uh, prano pup, uh, sweet Martha's. Um, we kind of the tom tom donuts we're kind of adding here, but I, I would say this year more than any other year, I think we've uh, found some of the new ones to be good ads that we might add to our recurring staple now. Okay, so tell me what might get added to the list for next year. Most likely the, the turkey sandwich, absolutely delicious. The corn roast, delicious. Uh, we had the Nashville hot chicken, which is a new item from the Blue Barn. And then from a shopping perspective, just do, to do a plug, the glass, uh, the, the Minnesota foci. Foci glass. Yeah, the, great finds, great value. Highly recommend. Yeah, it was really entertaining. They have a show set up behind the West End with bleachers, and you can sit and watch. It's a great addition. And then we enjoy wine, so we'll definitely check out the Minnesota Wine Country booth. <laughs> they have a charcuterie on a stick there that's pretty delicious. Oh, well, we'll definitely take a look at it then. At least it's light and can go with wine. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of paired, so it's perfect. All right, is there anything that you've been disappointed that you've had so far? Oh, I don't think so. Not really. Uh, nothing, major to nothing major to say that, oh, they should never do this again. Most people, you could tell they put in effort. Some things are better than others, I would say. So. How do you feel about pricing? Because we've been talking about whether people getting over the $10 mark is going to become a hurdle. I think the big thing is to share. Because if you get an individual item, the cost can go up in a hurry. But if you do a lot of, even just sharing a turkey sandwich, that should suffice, really. But it just really depends on how hungry you are. Uh, I would say it's definitely the portion, though. Sh sharing is cost-effective. If you're going to do the individual route, then it becomes expensive. 
All right. So are there any other like fair things that you feel like you must do when you're here? Hmm. I don't know. Dan, what would you say? I'm not Well, I guess if you have kids you got you have to do the rides. Uh, <laughs> big slide. It's the fiftieth anniversary of the giant slide. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you have to do it. It's the 50th anniversary. They've even got T-shirts. It's pretty fun. Exactly. Well, it's a classic Minnesota thing, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Otherwise, we always stop by Liney's Lodge, grab, grab a line and kugels, watch the act, uh, do something at the grandstand if it's an act that I, that we enjoy. Otherwise, uh, come to the Ballpark Cafe. That's honestly, it's it's great just to chill out and have some cheese curds. So, thank you very much for joining us on Podcast on a Stick.